using his usage. Um, he is a all-world tight end. He is a top three tight end in this league. Um, yeah, he's a beast, bro. And they know he's a beast, and they actually play through him, which I do like a lot. I think it helps out both quarterbacks, whether you're talking Lamar Jackson or Tyler Huntley. Um, Mark is a guy that understands how to sit in zones. He is um, a good enough athlete to beat man-to-man coverage. His combat catches, his catch radius, and his overall toughness is always on display. Um, I mean, it's just you're going to be hard-pressed to find – yeah guys outside of Kelsey or Kittle that are just clear-cut better than him. I don't I see that because he's a very, out, yeah, he's a very complete that. tight end, man. Yeah. yeah. So, for me, that's the first thing I like about them, man. Just like I said, him and the fact that they will use him and run their offense through him. Not some of these other teams where you're yeah, like, absolutely. man, this guy's good, but they don't really use him. Like, no, 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 no. He is their option number one. Number one for me, Motes, is somehow, some way, this team is still top five in the league at running the football. They lost their top three running backs mm-hmm. to season-ending injuries. They've lost their best offensive lineman. They've been banged up on the offensive line as well, too. Lamar Jackson has missed a lot of time. They're still top five in the league. They average 140 yards per ground on the game. To do all that with a ragtag offensive line without your top three running backs, like, I'm sorry, that's impressive. There, there's still a commitment. There's still an identity there. And I think you, I think it's Mark Andrews, and I think it's running the football somehow, some way. Again, despite all these setbacks, all these very important, very crucial injuries, they've still been able to do that. I got to tip my cap to them in that regard. I like it. All right, for me, the second thing, they're special teams unit. I mean, they have a legit weapon, as we talk about every time we talk about them. But they also have an elite punter as well. Um, they have a special teams guy, I believe in Devin Duvernay, who's going to the Pro Bowl as well as a cover guy. They historically have had really good special teams units but what they have right now as long as justin tucker is there they have a weapon that is the best kicker it's in nfl history yep. so when you talk about a guy that hits from logo consistently like that's that's different that's that steph curry type nonsense where you're just like man you, you can't guard this this isn't normal like we don't how, how do you plan to stop a 60 yard field goal a guy that can hit from 57 consistently like that's what he does that's what they are but that is a huge asset and weapon for them as well. I think that's well said. I know, in fact, that that's well said. Yeah, it's it's very rarely that you get to describe a kicker as a weapon, but I think you'd be fooling yourselves if you call Justin Tucker anything else. Number two for me, Motsi, um, Wink Martindale. How about that? Mm, okay. And did you hear what he said about Ben Roethlisberger this week? I did not. It no. was actually pretty funny. And you know what? Let me pull it up here real quick. I have it because Brian Backo tweeted out the quote. Um, Wink Martindale tweeted, we all know with Ben, <laughs> we're not sure if this is going to be his final time. He's like the Terminator. <laughs> I'll be back. Motsi, somehow, someway, you know, the defense still, I, I know I talked about how they're the worst in the league against the pass, but they're the best in the league against the run. And they are still, you know, they're, they're not surrendering points like crazy. They're not surrendering yards like crazy. To have the serious injuries that they've had, I think that's impressive. I think that the defense has been a real, that kind of classic cliche of the sum can be greater than the whole of its parts, maybe. Like, yeah. they they have not been dynamite. They have not, you know, they're not leading the league in takeaways. They're not at the top in sacks. But if you look at it, they've held, you know, you take the Bengals game aside, the defense has kept them in games. The defense has held a lot of really good offenses, you know, enough to keep 
that team around, particularly the Rams last week, right? I mean, how many turnovers did they force? I mean, the, one pick six. The, yeah. the, the L.A. Rams, the best – or one, not the best, but one of the best offenses in the league scored 20 points and really struggled, and they needed a late touchdown to Odell Beckham to, to score and win that game. I think this defense has been asked to do a lot, and – and, and they've done it. You know, yeah, they give up 31 points to the Packers, but they also made plays in that game to, you know, allow the Ravens to have a chance to win it at the very end. I think there's something to be said for that unit. They have just been decimated as well, too. But, th- but they've found a way to make plays to keep that team in game games. And, I you know, I got a feeling they're going to once again uh, rise to the occasion and, and try and, you know, spoil potentially the last go for number seven on Sunday. Yeah, I could definitely see that, man. Absolutely. And it's funny, man, you spoke on we, uh, Wink Martindale. He's actually, uh, I didn't talk about him directly, but I want to talk about his unit um, and not the superstars. I want to talk about just the others mm. that have stepped up on defense for those guys. You talk about um, guys like Anthony Avery. You talk about guys like Chuck Clark, guys that, you know, the past couple of years, they weren't starters. The past couple of years, they weren't the guys. Now, those two guys in particular that I just named have had their roles expanded for various reasons. We know with Chuck, it was because of the Earl and uh, Tony Jefferson stuff when they were leaving. We know with Avery, it was because of the injuries. But both of those guys at points this season have showed up in big ways for this team. I think that when you talk about some of their interior D linemen that have had to step up and play, you you can't be, you know, a, a defense that is – keeping your team in games without having these depth pieces have to step up and really live by that moniker of the standard being the standard. Yeah. I do feel like with that defense and those particular pieces out there that they have guys that have stepped up, that have just walked in and say, hey, next man up, the standard's the standard, let's go. And I like that a lot about them. And that, I mean, I hate to say that because it's Baltimore. Sure. You know, <laughs> sure. but that is no, the, the similarities in both franchises in the sense of we understand the value of depth. Feels like the Steelers 2019 a little bit. Yes, absolutely. When, when Ben was lost, but they were still and it's like they still find a way. And, and it's still, like, how yeah. are they finding ways to win? How is Tyler Huntley coming yes. here and win? Yes. Well, the defense keeps it close. The defense makes plays. That opportunistic secondary that we talked about, right? They give up point. They give up yardage. They don't give up a ton of points per se. They will get passed on, but they create turnovers. They find ways. Earlier in the season, I thought it was more of the pass rush. You know, you had your guys like Ty, uh, Tyus Bowser. You had um, Dago and uh, Jason Owe or, or Adolfe Owe. You know, he he was doing his thing. Then it was Houston. So it's like yeah. all of these yeah. guys at one point started to step up. Guys that we didn't necessarily think maybe didn't think had anything to take either. You know, it's like, man, this guy's stepping up. That guy's stepping up. So I wanted to definitely. Who is this guy? Like, I like that a lot about them yep. because that's something that you can't take for granted. Feels like I said, it feels like the Steelers in 2019, where yeah. you looked up at one point and you're like, wait, their record is what? How are they getting this done? And yeah, you know, maybe they weren't able to hold serve on that completely the entire season, but a lot of other organizations, if they went through what the Steelers went through in 2019, if they went through what the Ravens went through this year, they'd win two or three games. Um, and the Steelers went eight and eight that year. The Ravens still have a chance to win, uh, finish with a, a winning record if they if they win, or worst case scenario, they're going to be eight and nine. Um, I, I'm with you. As much as we don't like those guys, don't like to compliment those guys. Um, that that's a culture thing, and, and they deserve credit for that from top to bottom. Last one for me that I think they do well, Moats, that I like. I had to, Listen, I had to do a little digging here, okay? How about fourth down conversions? Mm-hmm. Their offense hits at nearly 70% mm-hmm. of the time they go oh, for it on fourth down. And they go down. for it a lot, too. And they go for it a lot, too. That, to me, again, particularly when you consider big-time injuries to the offensive line, lost their top three running backs. They've been banged up everywhere on offense. I think this shows, because uh, Mark Andrews is a big part of this as well, too, 
But Motsi, they they convert fourth downs nearly 70% of the time. The league average, I think, is like 57%, 56%. Like that's, that's a high clip, man. That's a high clip, and that is, I think, part of the reason why, at least early on in the season, you know, a lot of people were saying they get lucky, they're doing the, you know, the, the kick goes in against Detroit off the uprights and some of these things that they had go their way. Hey, they also put themselves in those positions a lot of times by being able to extend drives, particularly on fourth downs. That number pops to me. When you're converting on fourth down nearly 70% of the time, that that's a strength. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Dang, do we not have – I guess we had some carryover, but not all the way. I, that's pretty good by us this that's week, pretty good I tell though, you. man. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. Be, it's like we colored in between the lines. Pretty. I like that. Pretty good. Arthur Motes. What do you want? Song or tweets? Because that's all we got left before we get up out of here, man. Man, let's sing, man. Let's go. I, I, I like when we. Ah, actually, I don't know. Because I do kind of like when we sing at the end because we know, like, all right, this is it. This is the final shebang. I want to sing, though. Let's sing. All right, let's do it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. And then we can, you know, we can, we'll know when we have to be done with the tweets. <laughs> we won't be, you know, we won't be pushing that clock because, you know, we're going to work no overtime up in here. No, 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 not at all, not at all. Can't, can't work overtime on a Thursday. Come on now. All right, Arthur Mutz, one more time for the people in case they missed it. We will not have a Steelers Blitz show tomorrow. We'll be doing In the Locker Room with old Craig Wolfley with at 10 o'clock. Um, so, in spirit of that, you know, I feel like we've had a pretty good record this year when we've sung the song. Not so good when we didn't sing the song. That's confirmed, yes. So I had to do my part. I wrote some bars. We're ready a day early. For those of you that love it, your pregame fix, here you go. It's our final, potentially, here we go song of the season. First time doing this week 18 edition. How about that, I Arthur I know, Rose? I like it. All right. Here we go. Seven in Baltimore. Let's beat boop, those rap birds boop, with Ben boop, once boop, more. Boop, Here we go. Did I do that? <laughs> Looking like an Urkel over there. Well, you know, that makes us jaloo in because we smooth as the other side of the pillow. And you know, when we get down to Baltimore, we're going to put our foot where the Baltimore sun does not like to shine. But it's all good because verse three is time to make it rhyme. Let's go, Wesley. I hate the Ravens. Let me quote thee. Here we go. Egg round Poe ain't my cup of tea. Nah, he kind of weird. We're going to finish strong. Trust me with back to back AFC North victory. Here we go. Mm-hmm. 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 
Come on, man. I take Mr. Rogers over Edgar Allan Poe any day of the week. What are we talking about here? Give me Pervanis over them any crab cakes. All right, I like the crab cakes. But other than that, though, but other than that, though, let's be real. Baltimore look cooler. Our color rushes are better. Our coaches is better. Our fans are better. Our stadium is better. Our airport is better. Our traffic situation is better. Our weather is better. What are we talking about here? Rat birds? Ravens? Bums? Disgrace to the color purple. I can't believe y'all. Baltimore. Boy, I wish I would. What are they squeaking and squawking over there? Can't stand a raven. It's a raven. It's a crow. Like, that's, gonna, that's what it is. Like dress crow. it up and call it a raven. No, it's a, it's a crow. And a crow ain't been cool since the movie. Right. But I ain't got, let me quote thee. I ain't, Edgar Allan Poe ain't for me. Yeah. Because he's weird. <laughs> there we go, Motsi. Week 18, Baltimore version 2.0 of the Here We Go song. So don't say I didn't give it to you tomorrow, all right? You got it on a Thursday. You got it a day early. I mean, you're welcome. It's like when mom and dad let you open a Christmas present on Christmas Eve. Hey, you're welcome. You're welcome. Mozi, to the tweets we go here. Last Let's chance, everybody. You got about 10 minutes to uh, to maybe lob some last ones in if you want to get at us. Uh, at Wesley Euler, at the Body 52. Lieutenant Dan's Legs tweets us, your favorite tweeter. I love him. And says, Ben's post-NFL career, he's going to be the next Steely McBeam. That would be uh, that would be hilarious if yeah. like nobody knew that it was Ben. Yes, like he was just like you know what I want to be the mascot for like, a couple why does games. Why the mascot look so much taller? Why now? is the mascot like six foot six? Like she is a big mascot, bro. <laughs> big Ben, big Steely. Oh, that would be hilarious. And then like at the end of the game, he runs out the midfield and rips his helmet off, mm-hmm. and everyone goes nuts. That that would be funny. Uh, Eric tweets us and says, um, he would go both Witherspoon and Hayden for twenty twenty two. Joe Hayden uh, maybe wouldn't have to shoulder as much load, reducing potential availability uh, due to injury. You have the next man up in Witherspoon where the arrow is pointed up. Sign them both. Hmm. Hmm. I don't the know only if the way that works, though, Joe would have to take a lot less. I was going to say, I don't, know if they wanna I don't know if they want to commit that type of money. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Jason tweets us, since this is the last blitz of the week, Steelers beat the Baltimoreans 23-19. Chase and Fryermuth. Touchdown. Mm, let's go. Joe tweets us uh, asking basically, you know, like, I think we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but but just for those who might have missed it or, or didn't hear, maybe you're listening to us for the first time, um, about TJ Watt's value in the, the smart decision to sign yeah. him to the extension last year and how much more he would cost this offseason, you know, if he breaks the NFL sack record and if he uh, wins, you know, NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Mozi, you and I talked about that. We we played the Rounders clip. Pay that man. Mm-hmm. Pay that man his money the entire offseason because you're absolutely right. The, with players like TJ Watt, the longer you delay paying them, that bill is just getting more and more. That price is just going up. And, and yeah, I think. And no, the price is not right. <laughs> I, I think we can all agree at the time and in hindsight now, especially uh, that, yeah, locking TJ Watt up last summer was, was the right time to do that business because – yeah, the price would have gone up, mm-hmm. cousin. Mm-hmm. Third straight team MVP, over 20 sacks, potentially breaking Michael Strahan's record. You think uh, Hunley will just fall down and let TJ touch him, you know, like Brett Favre did with Michael Strahan to break that record? Was that Do you remember ba- that? Was that a bad thing? You said it like that was bad. 
I'm, I'm just saying. No, but you said it like it was bad. Brett Favre just laying down and let <laughs> Michael Strahan touch him to break a record. I mean, I thought this was the NFL. I thought we were competitors out here. You said it like that was bad. So the other 20 ain't count? No, they yeah. did. Oh, okay. I was just checking. But it's like. No. Uh, no. When, when Barry Bonds broke uh-huh. the home run record, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't somebody tossing him underhand at home plate so he could smash one to right field. No, he did it against mm-hmm. a real pitcher and a real fastball and a real count. Except he didn't have real, you know. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 Okay. Okay. So, you know, if LeBron James is a, a basket away from breaking the point record, oh what, you want everybody God, to just step bro. outside of the key and let him yam it uncontested? So, so does that two points take no, away? No, it doesn't. Okay, it is. So but does it's that not the way t- to get it no. done. So does that one sack take away from the 21 other that he had that season? No, it doesn't. No. But so maybe he st- should be so stop tied for the it, NFL stop record it, instead of being ahead. <laughs> like, y'all stop that, man. I'm tired of hearing this. <laughs> All I know is that Moats' sack on Brett Favre was better than that one by Strahan. How about that? Hey, I'll take it, man. I'll take it. But, yeah, I've never been a guy that had, like, an issue. I remember watching it play, like, live when it happened, and I remember still being hyped. Like, yo, this is dope. I'm glad he broke the record. No, me too. Oh, I man, I can't believe this. Because I said, what's the difference in that happening right there? But let's be real. Anybody that's watched football, 20-something sacks, I'm sure one of those sacks he was unblocked on as well. I'm sure that there was a miscommunication, like a, a miscommunication on the offensive line. That yeah. happened. Sure. So sure. what's the difference between it happened accidentally and him? Oh, okay, I'm going to just do it intentionally right here because I know this is the moment. Let me help you have this moment and let it be against a Hall of Fame quarterback. Let that all go together. I don't have an issue with that. Because if we're going to really nitpick those things, then we got to nitpick every time a, a DB fell down and the receiver got a wide open touchdown. We got to nitpick every time, you know, this this receiver ran the wrong route. And it, this well, all of those sacks that the you Vikings I mean? had like, against the Steelers didn't count yeah, because the Steelers' like, like, offensive line was thing. communication break. No, I, know, uh, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. That's all. I will, I'll give this to Strahan, too. I mean, there were also less opportunities at sacks back then. Teams weren't oh, throwing yeah, nearly as much as, running as, as they are now. Yeah. Annie tweets us and says, I could see Ben having a career in commercials. Maybe as Baker Mayfield's retired dad, who now has to help him <laughs> oh, fix up the house yo, he lived in for so hilarious. long. Annie, tweet that of the week. Tweet of the week right there, Annie. Hilarious. That's great. I love it. <laughs> oh, my. How has nobody thought of that, though? That's, that's just fantastic. If you're progressive, is it frowned upon? If you're you know Baker would not sign up for that. If no way. Pro- his his on, ego would bro. let him handle that. If no chance. <laughs> you got to at least You know, right, though. It. You know that there's no way but Baker's you, ego would let him do that. present it, though. You got to oh, at least present it. Come on, man. Look, we'll double your pay. We'll did double. You, I just need one commercial. Did you, <laughs> did you hear, by the way, Baker Mayfield signed a new endorsement this week. Did you hear with who? I did not. Uh, different company called Regressive. Mm. Uh, you get it? Uh, ha, ha, ha. Here all week. <laughs> uh, Jared tweets and said, Big Ben told uh, Rich Eisen in an interview that once he retires, he will disappear at most, maybe coach his kids in youth football. So safe bet is father and husband will be his next job. Yeah, I agree with that. That has always seemed like Ben. And buddy, do I ever agree. I mean, if I had that kind of money in the bank account, I love you guys, but you wouldn't be hearing from me. <laughs> you would. I'd be doing the Jay Cutler thing. No one hears from Jay Cutler. Yeah. He lives on that ranch in Illinois with his kids, with his animals. That would be me. I ain't gonna lie. They they special. I get bored. I, I might I, do like a podcast for fun, yeah. but I, I need to like get out. That's Oh, I can still yes, get out. Yeah, I can get travel. Out, I can you I'll, you'll catch out, me bro. at the Masters. You'll yeah. see me at the Final Four. You'll see me everywhere. Yeah, that's all I'll say. Like, yeah, that it, it sounds I'll be spending sounds, my whole yeah. summer vacationing in the south yeah. of France, baby. Whew. I like it. I like it. 
Let's see what else we got here. Alex tweets us and says, uh, I think the run game, the reason the run game looks so much better Monday night was more so the play calling, not as much the personnel. They called more run plays and not as many RPOs. And the line was able to run block, not guess whether to pass protect or to go downfield. Hands in the dirt. Heck, even Derek Watt got in the action. Just um, quick, though. The RPO is still a run play for the O-line. It's always a run play yeah, for the O-line, right? it's always right? a run play. The only people it's a pass for is the quarterback and the wide receivers. That Just clarification. Because sure. I know sometimes it gets a little mixed up. And you're like, whoa, how do they know? The O-line is not run. supposed to know. Yeah. They're run blocking. That's and part even, of how you fool the defense. Right, and even the running backs. If you notice sometimes with the RPO, the running back will be almost side to side with the quarterback when he's throwing the ball because he's anticipating the handoff. Nobody knows that except that quarterback and that receiver because they have – Whatever they're whatever they're keying that play, whether it's exactly. a corner, a safety, a exactly. box count. So that I, I get it. It does sound like that would make sense, but that is actually not the case. Because for the O line, they are supposed to fire off. And that's why when you pump fake on an RPO like we've seen from Ben, that's when you get a legal man downfield and it's not on the O line. That's on Ben. So just clearing that up. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Alex, one thing that I will say is we know – I mean, I just mentioned it talking about the Minnesota game. The offensive line has struggled yes. with communication. With, and maybe with getting movement up front as well. Maybe a, maybe just a little more vanilla in that regard yeah. did help. Maybe same church, different pew of what you right. were trying to say. Ray tweets us and says uh, Najee Harris has over 1,000 yards with a – and he puts in air quotes – suspect offensive line. Uh, could you imagine what he would have had if we had a decent offensive line? It's scary. He's going to be a monster. Motsi, I think that the way that we talked about Ezekiel Elliott after his rookie year, like I think Najee would have had that type of potential if he was playing behind. An, like if he was playing behind the offensive line that Lev Bell was playing behind, I think we could be talking about him like, oh my goodness, this you know this guy, you know, potentially offensive rookie of the year. Um, but as well, too, I think it is safe. And we all know the offensive line, it's – listen, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. It has not been It has not been great. It has not even been good at times this season. They have struggled. They have had their issues. They have been one of the um, most underwhelming units on the team. I think that's the nice way to say it, You're right? You're such a wordsmith. But there was also some times, I think particularly in the back half of the season, that that got to Najee a little bit, and he was trying to mm-hmm. do too much – so it feels like it's worked itself out, and that's good. And hopefully you add some reinforcements to that offensive line. And and next year, yeah, Najee has an even better year um, with even more big plays like we saw on Monday night. Uh, Blake says, got to shine Chase Claypool's shoe to a contract. Jadavian yeah. <laughs> Clowney doesn't watch much college football because he should have known that that was a penalty because the Florida Gators <laughs> just did that and it cost them their season. Funny thing, man. If he doesn't throw it as far, I don't think they throw the flag. Though. Agree. It's because he, he just kind of. And, and, and you notice that when he did it, I don't even think like it was as malicious as it came off. But it's like, why you throw it so hard? Like clearly, you know, oh, he, he, put his, he put himself into right. That. It's like you made the tackle, and he's like, oh, I got this shoe. Let me just get it up out of here. But it's like, yo, you really like frisbee that thing, and you saw the ref looking the whole time, like, all right, bro, this thing went twenty yards. Like, like, I, gotta, I, I have, have to have call to, that. I have yeah. to now. If yeah. it goes three yards, no one's gonna throw the flag. No one's throwing because the flag. it wasn't like he was doing it to be like, "Hey, I'm gonna stand over you and taunt you and things like that." But you, ch- like you, we all, like, well, not all, because obviously we all haven't played. But like, as athletes, we've been in those situations where you make a play, you get a person's garment, and you're like, "All right, 
I'm gonna chuck this, but you can't like chuck it, chuck it. Five yards is kind of like that rule of if I throw it five yards. You could do like the underhand, like little toss. It's disrespectful enough that he gets the message, but it's not gonna get a flag. And for Clowney, he just OD'd a little bit right there. Yeah. Yeah. He just, uh, (laughs) like, why why did you throw it so hard? He lost his mind there a little bit. And nice, nice cleats from Claypool, though. Yeah. Jordan cleats. I don't know, man. He falls a lot. I don't like those. Hold on. Don't say bad things about Air Jordan. No, no, no. I said those cleats. Just those ones yeah, specifically. Yeah, that, okay. that particular color. Because, okay. you know, he switched. He has, like, multiple colors. But I'm like, True. certain ones he slips in more. And I'm like, I've seen you slip Does too he much. Have, I don't like them ones. And, I, I mean, I know you haven't shared a locker room with him. Mm-hmm. But do you think he has, besides Joe Hayden, do you think he probably has the most amount of cleats on the Steelers? Mm, it's probably up there. Is, up is, there. is Seven real particular, real superstitious with his cleats and everything? Or no? Not really. I mean, like, most guys coming to the season, like, you'll have, like, your – these are my game cleats. Some guys that have a lineup of 16, or in this case, 17 sets of game cleats because they want to wear a fresh pair each Which, game. Which, by the way, I couldn't imagine that. Like, breaking no, them in honestly, every game? Though, but honestly, that, yeah? some people like that. Huh. Like, for me, I like mine slightly broken in, but I don't want them, like, all the way worn down. Right, so slightly broken in. Practicing them a couple times. No, not then, even that. No? I, w- I would only go out there on Friday in a Walk pair of through. cleats. That's it. Like, it still be a practice, but... I know I'm on the field very ah, light. I'm quick learning something new about Arthur Mudd today. I don't, I don't want my foot to feel like it's sliding. And the more worn in a shoe becomes, the more movement it's going to get. And I would always sure, feel sure. like, for me mentally, my I would feel like my knees were more susceptible if my shoe isn't as locked in with my foot. So if I put my foot here, I want my foot to be where it's at because the rest of my body is, is counting on it. Sure. So if it sure. slides no, a little sense. bit, that, that really can does. be the difference in the ACL, MCL, whatever. So... That was always my mentality with it, yeah. Oh, I've seen some guys, something new every day. But, dude, I've seen some guys, they'll wear the same cleats from training camp all the way through. I'm just like, how do you I couldn't do imagine that, bro? Doing like, that. how? I couldn't like, imagine doing that. crazy. I need them broken in a little bit, yeah. like you're saying, too. But, yeah, oh, to wear them. Oh. I'm like, oh. I just want like a slight break in so it's not, like, painful. But I want it tight. I want it like a, like, right, yeah. right. And when you're cutting, you can right. still I feel, feel that like, full yeah, strength yeah. of the heel and everything. It's Absolutely, there's not, nothing worse than you feel like that move. And I'm like, I don't want movement in my shoes. I need, I need it all. Want one band, one sound. It's kind of like having a glove on. If my glove is too big, it's like it makes you feel weird. You're like, man, I'm, I don't feel like I got enough traction. I got need yeah. more. Yeah. yeah. Last one. Irie tweets us. Ben goes off, throws three touchdowns, two to Muth, one to Najee. Steelers win, thirty-three to twelve. I love it. I dig it. So outside of, I'm trying to think, has anyone picked Ravens? Just Batco. But we've also only gotten two prediction tweets. Okay, that's what's People enough, normally yeah. save them for Friday. That's what I was, uh, yeah. I know we're a little, it's thrown off as a day ahead. You know, whenever we get the song, I'm like, man, I'm like, who got predictions? Who got them? Who got them? Do, do, we, do, do we give ours now before we go? Oh, we went, man, I don't know. I mean, it feels weird on a Thursday. I also, yeah, I, I, I need to see who's available too. Yeah, because, I mean, if you would have asked me this yesterday, I was under the impression that we still had Deontay. Right? That's a little different. Now, no Deontay potentially or Hayden or Butler? Yeah, yeah let's hold off on yeah. that. Let's hold off on that. Yeah. Motsi, great week, man. Second week in our new studios. Had a lot of fun. Second time in this particular room as well, man. I think man. this is, yeah. like, we should, you know, we should make sure we reserve this at noon on, on our days. I like it in so the so studio. So we just go call them up, write our name good. on the list? Yeah. I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a piece of paper yeah. outside. <laughs> going to say, reserved noon yeah. to two weekdays. We'll, we'll just block out our little t- and actually, For actually, the Steelers Blitz. Can, can we get 1130 to two? Just so that way so we, we can get, get in here, get yeah, our bearings. You know, it's a good it, point, it, it sucks we get in here at 12 and we're like, the show starts at 12. You're coming in here at 12 and we're like, well, um... Yeah. yeah, you notice how we were right on air today at yeah. noon. We weren't on at 12.06 yeah. because yeah. we're scrambling. Yeah. So 
if we could throw that in there as well, I would greatly appreciate it. Big shout out to Mozi as always, the best co-host wah, in wah, the wah, business. Wah. And our buddy Brian Backo for joining us as always. And to all of you on the tweets, the power grid, the megawatts, we love you guys rocking with us as always. One last time, no Steelers Blitz tomorrow on Friday, so make sure you're checking out in the locker room. And then we will be back on Monday, of course, to react to everything that happens out in Baltimore. So we'll talk the ends then, you heathens. As always, at high noon on your 24-7, home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.